My next guest is a two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as one of the greatest cornerbacks in team history. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Taylor. Ike, how's everything going for you? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. How's, how's everything going? How's your offseason? Good. Offseason going good. Just taking time with the family. Uh, awesome. Getting my son and my nephews trained for football. Awesome. Awesome. Are you are you in Florida? Where are you based out of? Yeah, I'm in Orlando, Florida. Oh, cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. Mag Magic uh, didn't do too well this year. Yeah, Magic ain't do too well. I don't really never do too well, man. They ain't been doing good since the white team, the Anthony Hardaway and Shaq love. Yeah, now it's, it's and then every year they just take like a six nine guy who can't shoot who's a good perimeter defender. So I don't know what the hell they're what they're doing. So it, I know, it, right? It's wild. Uh, our question, um, um, because I, I know you're in Pittsburgh for a while, right? I'm in D.C. You guys getting the cicadas or not? Nah, not in Florida. No, no, no. We good on that. Yeah. Now, do do you remember when they were here a while back when you were in Pittsburgh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So apparently they're coming in the next couple of weeks. So I'm getting ready. So it's it's just crazy. Um. So what were your thoughts on the draft? I know we wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Um, free agency kind of still a couple guys waiting to get signed. What have been your thoughts on kind of off season, especially for the Steelers? Um, I like what it did with the draft. Uh, shockingly, they got a a running back in Najee Harris. So I didn't expect them to get a running back that early. But uh, at the same time, when you just look at the old school personality, what you want back on offense, the, the ground and pound, the days when they had Jerome Bettis, Willie Parker, Drew Staley, um, some of them guys. Then you go back to the 70s, you know, the Rocky Blyers, the Mean Joe Greens, um, the Franco Harris's. You know, that's that old school personality, man. We're going to run the ball. Y'all going to know we're going to run the ball. We're going to smash y'all on defense. So that's that's what they're getting back to. Where did you think they were going to address in the first round if it, if it wasn't running back? Oh, I, was, I was looking at an outside linebacker because that's what Pittsburgh is known to do. You know, get the T.J. Watts, um, get the Lamar Woodleys, um, get the get the Devin Bushes. Uh, just, just historically – that's what Pittsburgh is known for. Usually when they get them a first, when they arrive Shazier. So usually when they get them a first round linebacker, their linebacker usually become a pro bowl, pro bowl, all pro, all pro to the hall of fame. So since the departure of a Bud Dupree, I was thinking, you know what? They might wind up getting the outside linebacker, but they messed my whole head up. They wind up getting a good running back in Najee Harris. You think, you think they're going to regret not trading up for a QB? No, 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 no. I, th I think they like what they got. Um, as much as people don't like Mason Rudolph, um, the organization likes Mason Rudolph, um, especially his growth. So uh, they're looking at that Cleveland game. That Cleveland game, Pittsburgh didn't really play no starters last year. Cleveland needed that game to win. They play all their starters, and uh, Mason didn't do bad at all. So um, I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me with that, but just – Looking at it from my personal standpoint, they did that just right, you know. So, and then you go in for agency and you get to another, you know, first round quarterback coming from the Washington team. You sign him for a little to nothing. So that brings another competition level in Dwayne Haskins in that quarterback group. And he can also learn on the Big Ben. So Pittsburgh know what they're doing, man. They've been doing this for a long time. They got a plan and a recipe. So as much as I want to fight against it, I still got to stick to the script and understand they've been doing it for a long time. You think this is Ben's last year? Me personally, yeah. Yeah, I think that's our taste from, from the playoff game, not even from last year. 
didn't have a bad last year. They did they did finish off bad, but as far as like having a bad year, they didn't really have a bad year. I'm, pro I'm probably sure they wanted to finish off stronger, but that sour taste of Cleveland coming into your home and playing the type of football, physical football that you're accustomed to doing and somebody doing that to you, I'm sure Seven want to get that taste out of his mouth and bring home Seven for the city of Pittsburgh. What do, what do you think went wrong last season? I think they were 11-0 and then they played Washington and then just kind of all fell apart. That 11-0 wasn't really – I always felt like they was on borrowed time. You know what I'm saying? The 11-0 yeah. looked good, but um, just borrowed time. That borrowed time was not having the run game. You know, to a good defense, a good young defense, a lot of guys in their prime, man, the best thing you can do for a defense is have, is have a running game. And even if you're not scoring, you're at least giving your defense a break. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that's the personality you want in that second half. That second half meaning, you know, you get a few yards in the first half, but you really get to your play-action passes and you really, your personality really comes out yeah. by having a running game. They didn't have a run game, and when they tried to establish it, it was too late. How, how do you see the division playing out this year? It's going to be tough, bro, because Cleveland ain't the old Cleveland we think about. The Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens always been in contention with the Pittsburgh Steelers just by having that kind of recipe. They got the same blueprint when it comes down to drafting the style of football. We're going to smash mouth on defense, and we're going to run the football on, on offense. And you look at Lamar Jackson, man, the former league MVP. He's still young in this prime. You get Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubbs, and, and Kareem Hunt, you see what he can do off the play-action passes. And we ain't even talking about OBJ. He was hurt last year. He's coming back, Jarvis Jones and Higgins and company and, uh, and Joku at the tight end position. So they loaded on offense. So like I say, man, this ain't the old Cleveland Browns. And when you look on their defensive side, they ain't been doing nothing but drafting first-round draft picks for the past three years, and they finally came to fruition. So that's how I look at them, bro. This, they had three teams in one division go to the playoffs in the AFC North. Yeah. So I can expect the same thing this year. Um, so with, uh, with the Steelers offensive line, do you think they've done enough to combat? Obviously, you got Miles Garrett coming in Cleveland. You think they got enough to stop him, or do you think Big Ben's going to be running for his life? No, it, it, it's a team thing. Um, to go 11-0-7 wasn't running for his life. You know what I'm saying? To win yeah. 12 games during the season – Seven wasn't running for his life. The good thing about that is they had a – the good and the bad thing about that, last year they had a lot of offensive linemen who was hurt, so they had to develop young guys on the fly. They had to start and play probably as early as week four or five, and they probably would have sat the whole year. So non-experience level on the offensive line, then you go get your offensive lineman of uh, 53 from – is he from Illinois to center? Um, he he's going he's going to be my sleeper, you know. Just his his barman mentality. He's one of them guys you can take to a bar and be like, man, if we need to fight outside in the alley, he's definitely going to rock with you. So that's just the Pittsburgh mentality. So that's how I look at Pittsburgh. I'm not really concerned on the offensive line. I think they're going to handle their business. Um, one of the guys I want to ask you about, obviously matched up against the Steelers twice a year for the past couple of years and just signed with Washington, William Jackson. What do you think of his game? What do you think he can bring to to the Washington football team? William Jackson? Yeah. You, you talking about the corner? Yeah. I like William, man. William being like one of one of a one of a favorite of mine is just he's been hurt. 
that's the only problem. So if he can stay injury free, I think he got the talent to do, to do good in the league. But you know, the old saying is the best ability is availability. So he just got to stay available and stay clean from injuries. Were there any guys from uh, any any uh, raging Cajuns from the, that get uh, drafted a couple weeks ago that you're excited to see what they do at the next level? Yeah, my two my two running backs. You know, Pittsburgh. I mean, not Pittsburgh. Uh, the the raging Cajuns had two running backs in the safety. Uh, not not get drafted, but get picked up. Okay. So one got drafted, one got crazy with San Fran. The other one, the other one was a free So, you know, we we we've been pushing. We've been pushing out some guys. Do you look at Dotson? He's over there with with the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive alignment. So, I mean, not Pittsburgh, I keep saying Pittsburgh. Reggie Cajun has been dishing out some guys, so I'm glad to see that finally. And they got a couple of guys who, who are going to get drafted next year as well. So, just my old alumni school, man, I'm just glad to see guys making it to the NFL from that college. Did, did I see you were a walk-on? Yeah, I was a walk-on. What was that whole process like? Um, Just being a knucklehead and uh, – my first two years uh, doing everything but school, so say. Um, then my, my, I got a phone call from my mom because obviously my grades were going to my mom. Mama called me crying like uh, she, her words was, tell me what I didn't do as a mom for you to be acting like this. And uh, me just reflecting back, she done did everything in her power she could to at least put me in that situation. And I wasn't mature enough to get it at the time. So after we hung up that phone call, my whole my whole life changed you know my whole mindset changed when it came down to that so that's what changed mine then from a walk-on I got a scholarship and after the scholarship man I played running running back my junior year cornerback my senior year so after that man things just kind of took off did you did you know the Steelers were looking at you in the draft or was that a surprise when they called you um they were one of my visits but I actually thought Washington was going to draft me you know, so thank God the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, <laughs> picked me, picked me up. But um, I thought for sure I was going to Washington though. Interesting. And then, so what was that? What was that rookie season like? Just kind of just getting adjusted to the NFL. Yeah, had, had the talent. Uh, knew at the time I was going to be a special teams guy. Didn't know when I was going to get on the field. But the off season, the coaching staff told me everything I need to work on to get myself on the field. And that's exactly what I did. Came in my second year, things slowed down to me. That's when I think we got Coach Dick LeBeau because we had Tim Lewis my first year. My second year, we got Dick LeBeau. And from that point on, I kind of just took advantage, soaked everything up from Dick LeBeau, kind of picked his brain every day. And uh, my work ethic was unbelievable, still is to this day. So I won't worry about that part. So I just soaked everything up, just waited for my time to come. And once I got off the field, I wasn't looking back. Who, who, who's the toughest receiver for you to cover in, early in your career? Um, Man, he played on the same team with me, and that was Antonio Brown. You know, A.B., A.B., I think A.B. had a six-year span where he was just going crazy in the NFL, and I was kind of upset when he when he started to start because uh, he was making my games not easy, but I can say that. He, he was going, going against A.B. doing practice every day playing in the game on Sundays, um, it wasn't easy because I don't want to be disrespectful, but uh, A.B. did me some justice on Sundays by going against him every day in practice. 
The one thing with AB that nobody talks about anymore that I'm very curious about is when he when he was with, had that little stint with the Raiders and he tried to bring the Steelers helmet in and apparently he painted over it. What happened to that helmet? Oh, I have no idea, but your <laughs> guess is as good as mine. <laughs> they should put that in Canton. That helmet? Right. That helmet, that helmet right. should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, so what, what, um, what was the, the rivalry with the Ravens like? And do you think it's still as kind of heated today as it was when you were there? The rivalry is just the recipe, the franchises, you know. Um, it's, it's the draft. We draft the same. Um, our recipe, our style of play is the same. So definitely, you, you basically looking at yourself in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? It's just historically, you know, Pittsburgh had a head start when it came down to winning Super Bowls and championships. But since the 2000s, man, the Ravens always been in contention, at least giving themselves a chance and their organization a chance to make it to the Super Bowl, let alone just being in the playoffs. So for me, it's just a style of play, a physical style of play. There is no finesse between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens. So they just so happen to be in the AFC North in the same division. You got to see them twice a year. And if your record is good enough, three times a year. So that's all it is, man. When you get you know, two organizations and they all think alike and thinking the same and drafting the same, it's going to be physical once you meet up. I saw a story, I think it was from last year or so. It's true you were playing music in your helmet? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you know the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks be having earpieces because they get the, the calls and the plays from the offensive coordinator. So um, I said, you know what, man, let me snap. Let me snap these two on my, uh, whatchamacallit, in my helmet. But let me put like a little nanopod. Remember the nanopods? So I wind up connecting all that into my helmet. So, uh, and nobody knows that after I retire, I wind up doing that myself. But yeah, I was playing music in my helmet uh, the last four years of my career. And I think I saw you, because you said that the scheme really didn't change. So you kind of knew everything was going on with the hand signals. So you could just kind of just listen to whatever you wanted. Man, I've been in that Coach LeBeau system for 11 years. <laughs> so, you know, and, and on the back end, it's all hand signals. You know, we... We played with each other. Me and Troy played our whole 12 years together. Ryan Clark, Chris Hope, Tyrone Carter, DeShay Townsend, Brian McFadden, Cortez Allen, Ricardo Coakley. Like all us, all us just played together and we knew each other. So all we had to do was just look at look at each other, and know what, what each other was 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 thinking without even saying it. So uh once I got down to that point, man, I just I said, man, let me try this for training camp put the AirPods in my helmet for training camp, got used to it, got used to the signals, and I just took off from there. How much easier would it have been if you had Spotify? Actually, I had it on Pandora at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, so okay. I had it on Pandora at the time, and I had it on Lil Wayne. So everything, Lil Wayne was hot, hot at the yeah. time. So, man, I was just rocking the Wayne all day. You make sure you don't run out of skips, and then you're just like, all right, what the hell's going on with this shit? I gotta change the station. You gotta go. Man, I just had to make sure my battery didn't go dead. <laughs> did, did, did anybody on the team know, or did, did anybody any idea? Yeah, my teammates knew. Oh, they but knew. Nobody else knew. Oh shit. All right, that's interesting. That's wild. Um, wanted to ask you, so what was that first Super Bowl like? The first Super Bowl? Yeah. That was my first year starting. So that was uh, iconic for me. Um it was a big family. Uh, Jerome Bittis kind of created that family atmosphere in the locker room. And we just so happened to go to the Super Bowl where Jerome was from in Detroit. So uh, our whole motto that year was let's win it for Bussy, you know, and we wound up winning it um, for Bussy. So that, that was just letting you know the unselfish attitude, the egos and the group we had in that locker room. 
Uh, of course, we wanted to win it for yourself, but for the for the most part, we wanted to send Jerome home on a good note, you know, and that's exactly what he did. Then he announced he retired on the podium after we won the Super Bowl, so that felt even better. Is, when when did you know that Big Ben was kind of like the real deal? Did you did you think that the pressure was going to affect him in that game, or did you know he? No, nah, we saw him in practice. You know, you know, you, you players are GMs, and what I mean by that, um, you know who's good and who's not good, point blank period. You know who got it, and who don't got it. When Seven stepped on the on the field, we knew he had it. It was just a matter of time because Tommy Maddox was a starter at the time. Tommy wound up getting hurt. And we didn't take, we didn't blink. We didn't have no hesitation. We knew what we had at seven. We knew the dude was special. That's awesome. Do you have any any, any fun Big Ben stories? So, uh, no, nah, Big Ben was a shuffleboard champion. So we was partners in the locker room. Um, what people don't know, uh, Ben will play you in basketball, he'll smoke you. He'll play you in golf, he'll smoke you. He'll play you in ping pong, he'll smoke you. And he just so happened to be a, a future Hall of Fame in football. So whatever Ben, whatever sport Ben wanted to play, he was just good at. And there's only a few people like that in the world. But yeah, Big Ben is one of those guys, whatever he put his hands on when it came down to sports, he was just better than the rest. Um, with it, who do you, right now, just kind of another question. Um, who do you think is the best uh, cover corner in the NFL today? Jalen Ramsey for me. You know, Jalen Ramsey, it's a, uh, to play corner, you got to have an I don't give a what attitude. And being on that island by yourself, you got to have a short memory. Um, you got to be physical. And there's not like a lot of physical corners right now, but Jalen, Jalen, the old school corner just so happened to be in a new era, you know? So we call him a, a boy dog. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a down boy dog. He, he's aggressive. Got a lot of confidence. He make plays. He can tackle. Um, he's always up for the challenge, and he always come in big moments when you need him. And having that kind of attitude gets contagious. If you watch the LA Rams in their secondary, by bringing in Jalen, you know their secondary wind up being like top three secondary in the NFL. And I, I really think it was because of Jalen and his attitude and what he brought to the table. So I want to ask you, so you got a partnership going on with, with Howard G. Cigars. Can you talk, talk yeah. about it a little bit? Yeah, so I got my own cigars called One of a Kind. So the One of a Kind, this is a Sumatra cigar. It's, uh, the tobacco is 80% Nicaraguan, 20% Lancaster PA, and it's wrapped in a Sumatra wrap. Um, it took like a year and a half, almost two years, just to figure out what kind of cigar I wanted. Um, so it's basically to my palate, but it's a good smoke. Um, a lot of guys been smoking my cigars and usually when you're a cigar smoker, it's like being a wine drinker, red wine drinker. You only have a few wines you like to drink. You don't kind of venture off. Same way with the cigars. You only have a few cigars. Cigar smokers, they know good cigars and don't have a few cigars. But the feedback I've been getting on my cigar, man, has been good. You said you said Lancaster? 20, Lancaster? Lancaster. Lancaster PA. So, so it's Amish approved. Correct, correct. So... Lancaster VA has some of the best tobacco in the world. People don't even know about. Really, that. I know that. That's interesting. And then, how can people check it out? Just go check. Just go on the website. I got like. Yeah, my, go. My go to Instagram um, at Howard G Cigars, or you can go on my Instagram. I Taylor Instagram, and I have them as well. You can catch them online. They'll be in stores at the end of June. 
Oh, cool. Definitely check it out. I'm just going to try it out. Um, and then I want to ask you, so I know you guys get the, you got the podcast, Steelers podcast, I believe. You talk about that a little bit, how you kind of got into that? Yeah, believe in podcasts. They asked me, I'm a co-host, Mark Bergen, um, if we want to do a podcast. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, so why not? Then it just so happened to be a Steelers podcast. So that made it even more better. But yeah, today I had my podcast earlier. That's why I came to you so late. My bad on that. But today we had Nick Collins. Nick oh, cool. Collins, the former, the former safety from uh, the Green Bay Packers. So we yeah. chopped it up. But yeah, that's that's it's going on our second year that's that awesome. fast. So that's what's going on right now. That's awesome. Let's go. One, one last question I want to ask you. Um, what have you seen from Minka Fitzpatrick in his time in Pittsburgh that gives you optimism for the future? Hall of Famer. Really? Then, then, then when you actually meet the kid, he's even a better kid. You know, not kid, I'm sorry. Young man. He's even a better young man in person. Very humble, very polite. Uh, all he does is eat, breathe, and sleep football. Um, very religious. So he got everything you're looking for as a football player. He just so happened to be real good. So I see why the Pittsburgh Steelers wind up trading, giving draft picks for a guy like him because them guys don't come around too often. What, what do you think is different about him just on the field? Just kind of like, just he kind of, he kind of knows everything that's going on. He's already well prepared. He knows it's going to happen before it's going to happen. It's going to act that kind of thing. He trusts his instincts every time. Um, he watches tape and he trusts. And usually guys who, I tr I used to trust my instincts, but I didn't trust my instincts like a Troy Polamalu. You know, um, the, the air reads. They really, if they see something on tape and they see it on the field, they trust it, they believe it, they go get it. That's the same thing Minka doing. If Minka see a formation down the distance and he saw it on, on tape and you put it to him on the field, he's going to trust his instinct and he's going to make a play. And usually time, nine times out of ten, he's right. So that's what makes them guys so special, man. They just really in tune with their instincts and they trust them. Yeah. And just one, 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 one last question for you. Um, were you surprised Juju resigned? No, I wasn't. Um, just the market, just the city, just the person, just him coming up from, from being with Uncle Snoop. Uncle Snoop is a huge Steelers fan. Uh, he named his AAU team the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju wind up playing for Uncle Snoop in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju always wanted to be a Steeler. The Steelers wind up drafting Juju um, from a TikTok and letting him have his personality to being a well-known YouTuber. Uh, that whole city and that vibe, you know, just fits Juju. Juju always was. So it's crazy. If I get drafted, I want to go to this team. And that's exactly what happened to Juju. You know, he's always been a Steelers fan, and he wound up getting drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So him coming back to the Steelers wasn't a surprise to me. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah, that's the other question I really have for you. I do appreciate you taking the time to chat today. This has been awesome. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me on the show, Zach. Absolutely, man.